0: Good morning, friends. Good morning. Happy Easter, happy, happy, haper. <laughs> happy Resurrection Sunday. Will you turn to your neighbor and say, Happy Easter? Happy Easter. Turn to your other neighbor and say, Happy Resurrection Sunday. Happy well, my name is Ryan. I'm the lead pastor here at Radiant Life. Uh, we ran out of bulletins, which is a good thing, but if you want one, our ushers actually have bulletins now, so uh, you will be, you can get up right now and just go grab one. That's all right. All right, we're good. If you need coffee, you can go get it. Whatever. All right, it's exciting to uh, have everyone here this morning. Thanks for coming to the second service. And uh, I think uh, God's been doing some great things. He did. Sorry if you had to wait out in the lobby for in between services there, because uh, we had 15 baptisms in the first service, and uh, about 15, 16. Yeah. And uh, we had about 15, 16 first-time people surrender their lives to Jesus in that service as well. So, praise God. This morning, I want to talk to you briefly about uh, the idea of grave robber. That The Jesus that we worship, that we follow, is a grave robber. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's a grave robber. And this morning, we're going to jump in. So if you have your Bible, if you have your phone or a tablet, turn to John chapter 1. John is about two-thirds of your way through your Bible. In the Newer Testament, you're going to find four guys immediately. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. They write about the life of Jesus. Those four letters we have are all about Jesus. And as you turn there, John is cool because John was actually a disciple of Jesus. Jesus had 12 disciples that went around followed him. Jesus picked these young men out to do life together. There's 12 of them, but what's really cool about these 12 guys is they're teenagers. Many times we look at the 12 disciples and we see pictures, and we see paintings and they make them older men. They're teenagers. And Peter being the oldest is about maybe early 20s. He's the only one married, but John, he's the youngest. He's the guy that writes this letter that we have 2,000 years later about his experience with Jesus. And what he says is he calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. He was so humble about himself. But he wanted to make sure that 2,000 years later we all read that he's the one Jesus loved so much. And if you're at John chapter 11, i got to get us set up. Jesus, yes, had 12 disciples who he did life with for about three, three and a half years. He also had three other important relationships. Number one, he had a relationship with a lady by the name of Martha. Two, she had a sister and her name was Mary. And three, they had a little brother named Lazarus. He had a very close, intimate relationship with them. Outside the 12, these are probably his best friends, outside of his 12 young men that followed him wherever he went. Jesus was about two miles away, and he gets word that Lazarus is sick. And what Jesus does next is kind of mystery. Two days later, Jesus still stays there. He tells his disciples, guys, we got to go two miles because Lazarus is sick. Jesus actually said he's fallen asleep. And the disciples are like, well, then we don't need to go. He's sleeping. If he's sick, he's going to get better. Sleep makes it better. We're good, Jesus. Let's not walk two miles. Jesus says, no, no, no. Lazarus is dead. Oh, why didn't you just say that in the first place, Jesus? So they go and make the journey, and it says they get there, and it's four days later. He arrives there, and he meets the oldest sister, Martha, first. And Martha says, Jesus, if you were here my brother would not have died. And Jesus' response was, Martha, I am the resurrection in life. He goes and meets with the younger sister, Mary. Mary says the same thing. Jesus, if you were here, my brother, my baby brother would never have died. But you were late and you weren't here. And for some of us this morning, We know what it's like to be Mary and Martha. We know we're supposed to celebrate Easter. It's supposed to be a resurrection Sunday. Jesus is alive, but deep down in our hearts, everything is dead. We're depressed. We're in despair. We're discouraged. The last thing you want to do is sing songs to Jesus and hear anything about him. You just feel dead inside. It's not about the Easter egg. You don't care about what's coming next. You don't really care about the dinner. You don't care about the kids getting Easter eggs. You just feel so dead inside. You can relate to Mary and Martha. If you were here, if you would have answered my prayer sooner, whatever, he would have been okay. And as soon as Mary says, Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would have been okay, Jesus says this in verse 33. When Jesus saw her, referring to Mary, weeping, and the Jews who had also come along, we, He referring to Jesus, was what, friends. Turn to your neighbor and say, "deeply moved." This term here is in the Greek John is writing in Greek, means so much. We read it as deeply moved in our translation of English, but in the deep Greek, it means anger and snorting like an animal you are that full of anger so turn to your neighbor and just start snorting (laughs) I'm just I'm kidding you don't have to just wanted to see if you would follow it's like Simon says right (laughs) but Jesus he's venting his anger in his spirit and he's troubled why this isn't right. See, back in creation, we have, in God's Word, the Genesis account when God created everything and He's in the garden and He calls everything that He creates good. And then He gets to mankind and He creates mankind and He calls mankind very good. Everything was shalom, everything was peaceful, but we know that because of decisions and free will of Adam and Eve, sin and shame came into the picture and began to destroy the order that God created and Adam or Jesus is here saying this is not the way it's supposed to be. This isn't the way it's created to be. And in his spirit he is so moved because he understands the pain and suffering that we go through. This isn't right. And then you go on and Jesus eventually says, okay, where have you laid him? The next words, the shortest verse in all of God's word says this in verse 35. Jesus left. Just gets there, And he bawls. This is a, in the Greek it means to cry out, to burst into tears. It's a wailing cry. Jesus is crying and weeping with all the other people, with Mary and Martha, the sisters, with all the Jews who have come to this funeral procession. He's there, and he's weeping amongst them. Even though he's going to transform the situation, he's there crying his eyes out. Who is this Jesus? It's not Jesus is not a person that goes around and says, well, you had a miscarriage, move on with life. It was one of the most devastating things my wife and I have journeyed through was our miscarriage. And Jesus was right there in our pain and suffering weeping with us. Jesus just doesn't go around and say, well, move on when life when you have a facing divorce. Good luck. You can just find someone else. Just move on. Jesus doesn't go around and say, oh, you lost your job. There's plenty of other jobs out there. You're okay. No, Jesus meets us in our dead places. And He gives us, sin. He's there emotionally with us. He's walking with us. He's crying when you cry, because He knows this is not the way I created it to be. Something wrong. And it's in our dead places when we hit that wall. We don't know what to do next. And you cry out, God, where are you? He's there weeping with you. It's in those moments that you begin to experience his grace and his compassion and his strength. He continues on and it says the Jews actually get angry. They're there and they begin to grumble, kind of like what Mary and Martha were doing. Because they realize, hey, isn't this Jesus who can walk around and heal blind people? If he was here, he could have saved this Lazarus. He was here. And Jesus goes and he picks up in verse 38. says, Jesus once more, what, friends? There it is again. Jesus once more, he's got that fierce anger, like that animal that's snorting. He's so in trouble in his spirit because things are not the way they're supposed to be came to the tomb, and he said this, it was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Verse 39, Jesus says this, take away the stone. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor, for he's been there for four days. Why four days? Why does Jesus wait till then to go? Well, in the first century world, we have to understand and get into their mindset that when a person dies, it was believed that their spirit left their body and hovered above them to make sure that they can't re-enter the body, that they were dead. And after the fourth day, the spirit then would ascend into heaven. So readers and the people there, they know it's been four days. Lazarus is dead. And Martha's like, Jesus, don't do this you've already embarrassed us one time when we know if you were here when we wanted you to be here my brother would have been alive but you weren't you were late you didn't show up when we wanted you don't make us roll this tomb because if there's a bad odor jesus don't embarrass us and jesus begins to say a prayer He says he looks to his heavenly father and he says, God, what I'm about to do, I'm doing it for all of them because they're going to realize why you sent me. This is for them. And Jesus says these words in verse 43. When he said this, his prayer, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, can we read this, what Jesus said together? Are you ready? Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Can you imagine being there? Can you imagine what that must have been like? To be on the outside, to hear all the rumors about who this Jesus is. You've heard everything that his powerful teachings, you've heard his miracles, you've heard it all. And all of a sudden, there he is, and he's weeping, and he says, all right, come out. And Lazarus just starts coming out, unwrapping the grave clothes. What an awesome scenario to be at. And this Easter morning, this resurrection morning, I don't know what you've hoped for, I have no idea what's going on in your heart or in your mind. But I know Jesus' ultimate hope for you is to set you free of whatever you are trapped in. Lazarus, you're trapped in these dead clothes. All the linens of death, I want you to unwrap them and go. Jesus wants to take whatever's trapping you, those cloths of the grave, and set you free. Turn to your neighbor and say, unwrap them turn to your other neighbor and say set them free this is why jesus calls him himself this is jesus speaking martha i am the resurrection in life this is what it means to experience jesus is to take what's got us trapped what's dead in life and give us something new if there's anything i can pinpoint what jesus it would be this slide right here that jesus turns our dead ends into new beginnings Woo, yeah, you better, yeah, that's good. Thank you for starting that clap. Jesus will take those things and say, what's got you trapped in life? Those addictions in your life, the alcohol, the drugs, the gossip, the criticism, the pornography, Your behavior, your broken relationships, your failing marriage, your kids won't talk to you, your grandkids won't talk to you. Jesus is saying, everything that feels death to you, I will set you free of. That is why we celebrate this morning. That is why I'm sweating up here and glad I'm wearing a black (laughs) t-shirt. Jesus is alive. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus is alive. He's a game changer. Okay, you can repeat that too in a minute, but that, but that's good. He's a game changer. How awesome is it that every Sunday we get to come in and worship a God who says, I am the resurrection. You know what I think? I think we got it wrong. Every Sunday ought to be Easter Sunday to believers. Seriously. We worship a God who's alive, who wants to take your dead ends and give you new beginnings. We worship a God that says, your life is so empty, I'm going to make you new. The old creation is gone, the news here. I came to give you life to the full. We ought to worship every Sunday like Easter. It's great. Easter's awesome. It's my favorite time of the year. It's our Super Bowl Sunday right now. I don't know what's got you trapped in life. In a room full of people like this in a space like this, there's so many things that probably every one of us feel trapped. Know this, Jesus is a grave robber. Whatever ha- <laughs> Is that a clap or was that a something? <laughs> All right. Whatever has you trapped, Jesus is ready to rip off you and set free. Your dead ends become new beginnings. When you feel like you're hitting that wall over and over, Jesus is saying, I'm here to make you new, to give you new life, to make everything the way it's supposed to be. This is the Jesus we follow and we worship. Jesus went to that cross for you and for me. He says, my people are so trapped in so many things. There needs to be a sacrifice and I'm going to go to the cross for him. And it doesn't end there. Because when people think I'm dead, you wait three days later. I'm going to shock the world. And when they went to that tomb and they rolled that stone away, not only did Jesus allow Lazarus to come back to life, we know Jesus wasn't there either in his own tomb. He's meant to give you life. I want to pray for you this morning. We just close your bow your head and close your eyes this morning. For some of us in a space like this, we've been following Jesus, and this is our 72nd Easter Sunday. We're making steps to live like Jesus every day. It's a journey. For others, we come into a space like this, and you're like, I don't even know why I'm here even follow this Jesus help this God, I don't know I've just been kicking the tires some of us were just trapped in things that Jesus this morning this Easter resurrection wants to meet you there today and give you new life if you've never put your faith and trust into Jesus I ask that you would just quietly say this prayer in your heart these words repeat after me in your heart Just say God I've done life my own way. And I'm sorry. Set me free this morning. Please forgive me of all my sins. I put my faith and trust into you to be my Lord, to be my Redeemer and Savior. Thank you for being tortured and going the cross for me so that I can be forgiven and enter a relationship with you. And I thank you that I'm made new this morning. The old is gone. The new is here. Thank you for new life all eyes still closed. You said that prayer this morning. It's an act that surrendered your life to who Jesus is. I'm going to ask you in a moment to raise your hand, but I truly believe deep down inside sometimes when we make a decision inside of our heart, it's only brought more to life when we do it publicly in expression. So I'm going to ask you to raise your hand on the count of three, because I want to pray for you. You've made the most important decision of your life. I want to pray with you and celebrate with you. So on the count of three, if you wrote, if you uh, said that prayer, you just want to shoot your hand up. Number one, know this, God loves you so much. Number two, your past is gone. You are not defined by that. You're defined by the empty grave. Number three, shoot your hand up in the air. You are made new this morning. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Anyone else? This morning, you're made new. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? This morning, thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, anyone else? Heavenly Father, we thank you for new life. We thank you that we can come into a place and know that we have past, we have history. We're not defined by that. We're we're defined by what happened 2,000 years ago. The grave is empty and we are resurrected and our new life takes place when we surrender to you. So Jesus, we thank you for those hands that shot up in the air. We thank you so much. They're just going to begin their faith journey together. So, God, I pray for a hedge of protection because the enemy, the devil, hates the decisions that were made this morning. So, God, would you be with them? Empower them. May they feel your Holy Spirit. May they be reminded they are made new every single morning. May they be reminded. God, we love you. We praise you and thank you that you are a God that resurrects us. We feel absolutely dead inside. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we just give God a hand for those lives that were surrounded to Jesus? We're going to do some baptisms in a moment, but we're going to sing Resurrecting. So will you please stand and continue to worship this Jesus that's alive this morning. You have a seat at this time we're going to celebrate baptism if you never have seen baptism before it's where people who have surrendered their lives to jesus take their next step to go public with their faith in who jesus is in their lives uh we've got a couple lined up for this morning but what i want to say is this baptism is not their salvation their salvation is in a prayer to who jesus is jesus sets the example for us if we were to follow him, we do what he does. And Jesus went into the Jordan River and got baptized. And what we're going to do is we're going to celebrate those who have made a decision for Jesus and get baptized. But first, we have a video testimony for you. At any time, if you've got uh, if you got family here at all, they are they are more than welcome to come on stage. You can pop a squat, brother, and uh, so that is welcomed. I'm not going to necessarily always say that, but uh, family here, you're more than welcome to come on stage. And uh, yeah, yeah, you can go behind me. Thanks for your testimony, Matt. Um, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Yeah, and it's a privilege and honor to now baptize you by the declaration of your faith in Jesus in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Job, you Rhonda and Tina, you, got, you two sisters are up next. It's amazing that uh, Rhonda and Tina, uh, first time in church was last weekend, right? Last Sunday, and came up uh, in between, or after second service and says, I'm ready, I want to get baptized. And uh, it's awesome that here they are, just week two at church, they're taking us up. You have anything in your pockets? Okay. I now have to ask that question, because sometimes people will bring a phone in here. All right, Rhonda, you first. Josh will help you up. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't do that to you. You can just sit, sit straight down. Rhonda, have you put your faith and the trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? And it's a privilege and declaration by your faith in Jesus Christ that I now baptize you in the name of the Father, son and Holy Spirit Good job Rhonda. you are more than welcome you too all right Tina you got it there you go your turn. Just don't do a cannonball and you'll be okay. One kid almost did in the last service, you can get his hand. It's all right. We got you. We will help you through this whole process. There you go. Perfect. You can just take a seat in the middle and turn the other way. that will be perfect. Tina, it's awesome uh, that you and your sister get to do this together and uh, do it second week at church. Uh, Tina, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? And it's by the declaration of your faith in Jesus I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Great job. At this time, the team's going to lead us in another set of worship songs. We will stand and we'll continue praising Jesus. you can take a seat. Next up, Mark. Mark, then Chelsea. You can get ready, Chelsea. Aren't you glad Jesus is alive? Game changer. He's the grave robber. Mark, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Yes, I have. And it's an uh, honor and privilege, Mark, to be able to baptize you. And it's by the declaration of your faith in Jesus, i now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hi Chelsea, where are you? Sorry, I felt like I body slammed your mark. <laughs> I think we had a tsunami over here. You're right, Chelsea. Have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Yes. Uh, It's an honor and privilege, privilege, to be able to do this. Uh, It's by your declaration and faith in Jesus. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God bless you. Here at Radiant Life, we have what we call now spontaneous or open baptism. For those of you that weren't necessarily on the list and signed up to do this. But for some of us, the Holy Spirit may be just knocking at our heart. Now's your time. Now's your time. We have extra towels and we've got it set for you. We've got extra t-shirts in the back. At least you get to go home with a dry shirt, not can't do anything about your pants, though. So. But is there anyone she's feeling right now this is' the time I gotta go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> To do this, aren't you? Carmen, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Yes, and it's uh, a privilege to be able to baptize you this morning. Um, Now I baptize you, Carmen, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Anyone else? Holy Spirit's just nudging on you. I'll let this awkward silence hang forever. What is your name? You want to say anything? You just want to do this. You know it's right. You can take a seat. Laura, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Yes. Uh, thank you for being bold. <laughs> it takes boldness to come up and do something like this when you're not on that schedule to come up. It's uh, a great honor and privilege, privilege to be able to do that. I'm really stumbling over that word today. By your declaration of faith in Jesus, Laura, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. anyone else that's moving I hear that cell phone. Anyone else? This is your time. Are you awkward yet? Hey, if not, I'm going to let it sit for 30 more seconds. God's moving. Now, can we just give God a hand for what He's done this morning? This morning, the ushers, you can come forward this morning. A great time to drop off that connection card that you got at the bottom of your bulletin into the plate as it gets passed by. If you're a first-time guest with us and you've got your connection card, once again you can hold on to it, bring it to Radiant Cafe afterwards. Any drink is on us as a way to just say thanks for choosing to worship with us at Radiant Life. We worship God in many ways. Through hearing his word, through the teaching, through Song we worship God, but this is another way as followers of Jesus we worship is trusting God and saying, God, you have blessed us financially and we're giving back to you. So ministry can happen within this church and we can reach beyond these four walls. If you're a first time guest, sit on your wallet. You're not obligated by at all to give. This is just if you're feeling led, the Bible tells us that God loves a cheerful giver. There's nothing greater than giving God and seeing just blessings in people's lives change. I do want to do one thing this morning for our Radiant Life family, those who have been regular attenders here at church. We have been praying for Sean Dodd and the Dodd family. Sean passed away last night. So please keep the Dodd family in your prayers uh, through this. And they were willing. I can't look at you without getting teary-eyed sit through both services and they're here. And they're here. That's right. We're going to close with one more song. But uh, I want to pray for the offering when the plate goes by. Let's stand and sing this last song and worship God on this resurrection Sunday. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for those two words made new. thank you for those people that came up on stage to say, I'm a follower of Jesus and I'm going public with it. I thank you for those bold extras that have come this morning, not knowing they're even going to get wet, but they came to get baptized, and God, you moved in their heart, and I thank you so much. God, you are alive, you are active, you are a grave robber, you are a game-changer. Father, bless both the gifted and the giver. Multiply your kingdom here on earth through this offering. God, we're just giving back what you've already blessed with us with. God, thank you so much for when our dead ends can become new beginnings. In Jesus' name.